Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. Chris Sharp, before the break, I was uh, expressing sympathy for the Pentagon to some degree in that right after World War II, these things appear in our skies. They fly circles around our best technology. They appear and disappear. They they mess with our nuclear weapons programs. And uh, it must have been pretty frightening. And I can understand maybe the Pentagon, maybe the presidents in that time, didn't want to release this information because they didn't really know what's going on. I suspect we still really don't know what's going on, that there aren't many people, if any, that know the ultimate answer to what's going on. But over the decades, our military, our governments lied to the public so much that they painted themselves into a corner. And once the lies stacked up to the ceiling, they just couldn't admit that they'd been dishonest all this time. Now, there are attempts to make them fess up. And I wonder... If you have a sense of whether the keepers of the secrets are ready to give in or whether they're going to fight this tooth and nail every step of the way, especially this part about giving up the crash retrieval stuff and exposing reverse engineering programs. Well, if we listen to David Grush, this dates back to 1933 when a craft crashed on Italian soil. Um, I recently reported um, this story for the Daily Mail because we found 
new testimony from someone um, whose great-great-grandfather was a mayor in a local town nearby where the crash happened. Um, and that person said, as the story goes, there were also two occupants in that craft um, that had blonde hair. Um, and if we're to believe the story, um, that craft um, was taken to the United States, perhaps after the, after the Second World War. Um, and in terms of the secret keepers, yeah, I, I, from my understanding, I think, you know, I, I think we, we could perhaps, let's say, expect more and more people um, to start using those whistleblower te- protections coming forward to Congress. Um, I think we can expect more and more of those people to come forward. And also I'd point out as well that, um, you know, the, the great journalist Michael Schellenberger um, reported that, um, excuse me, sorry, that um, back in the, um, um, that back in 2010, um, a defense contractor, a major aerospace corporation, um, was trying to get this out in terms of um, getting the craft studied by, by more people, basically, scientists and engineers. And very, very rudely, they were told no. Um, uh, so I, I think that may have been Lockheed, let's say. Um, and I think there is, I think there are secret keepers that have wanted this out for um, for quite a long time now. And they may have even played a crucial part in getting us to where we are right now, I'd go so far as saying. You know, uh, you've been in contact with Lockheed back and forth for weeks, I believe you told uh, Jeremy and I. And, uh, you know, there there's you get a mixed reaction from them. Uh, they kick it back and forth. They play this game of, of patty cake where you ask the DOD and they tell you to ask Arrow and you ask Arrow and they, you know, they defer you to Lockheed and Lockheed kicks you back to Arrow kind of a thing. That's the games that you've been dealing with and try to get to the bottom of this, right? Yes, correct. So I've been in um, conversation with Lockheed Martin for the past few weeks now um, because if they do have illegal programs relating to UAP, that is a material risk to shareholders that they would perhaps have to disclose under um, SEC corporate disclosure laws. I asked them about that, and they basically referred me to the Department of Defense. So they want the U.S. Department of Defense to ask, answer questions about them with perhaps withholding stuff from their shareholders. I don't quite understand how that works. However, I did manage to get a line from them saying that we do comply with all regulatory requirements. Um, but I'm getting some very, very odd responses from Lockheed, let's say. Um, although, all credit to Lockheed because, you know, I, I have asked Patel, BAE Systems, Northrop Grumman, among others as well, and all have failed to, um, failed to respond. So, um, hats off to Lockheed for at least responding and engaging with me. You'd think that uh, if they had that technology, if they had an intact saucer uh, from somewhere else, non-human, other planets, other dimensions, whatever it is, and even if they haven't figured out how they work, just possessing that technology would be incredibly valuable. I don't even think you could put a dollar figure on it because of the promise of what it could represent. I can see people in a, in a company like that being unwilling to give it up, no matter what the legislation might say. That's correct. That's correct. But also you could make the argument as well that the best engineers at the moment 
in the industry are perhaps going to SpaceX and um, cooler companies, let's say, um, that are attracting, you know, um, generation, um, generation, I think it's Z, isn't it, and, um, and millennials. And um, perhaps Lockheed isn't getting the best talent anymore. So perhaps it may, perhaps disclosure to a certain extent may actually help them and bolster recruitment. Um, so there's a whole bunch of arguments, but also I'd state as well that, you know, if the government can take these craft from Lockheed Martin, then, you know, you can imagine that there must be some compensation um, relating to that. And also you can imagine as well, there must be some tender process. The US government can't just take craft from such organizations and just say, OK, we're just going to keep them there. No, there would need to be some kind of tendering process. So you can imagine that, you know, other companies that haven't had access to these, perhaps Radiance, let's say, um, may be tendering for um, such craft to actually study them. Um, but I also would state as well, I think it's of vital importance to protect Lockheed to a certain extent because, you know, without Lockheed, if, if it fell in one day, Lockheed, I mean, that would be the defenses of the Western yeah. allied countries yeah. put in jeopardy. So that's of vital importance as well. So it, it needs to be done very, very carefully. Yeah, for sure. Lockheed Martin is critical to our national security, for sure. You know, we're almost through the looking glass here with this Schumer Amendment. Because for decades, this whole idea has been dismissed as some kind of UFO folklore. I mean, I've been reporting stories about Area 51 for 34 years, taking a lot of crap about those reports. But now it doesn't look so crazy. And Roswell, you know, people have investigated that even longer. The the granddaddy of, of crash retrieval stories, in a sense, Wright Patterson, Hangar 18, all dismissed as nonsense. There's no evidence for it. Suddenly, the entire playing field has flipped on its head because of language in that proposed amendment that Senator Schumer signed off on that you say the White House also agreed on, talking about non-human technology, about, you know, implying crash retrievals and maybe bodies. I mean, wow, it, it's an astonishing moment. Absolutely astonishing. Absolutely. And also, is it not astonishing as well that the chair of the House Intelligence Committee, who happens to represent right past an Air Force base, that that committee has no UAP language in its version of the Intelligence Authorization Act. And that, you know, chairperson, the committee who represents right past an Air Force base, has gone on live TV to downplay this whole UAP thing. Isn't that really, isn't that really strange? And I've got a photograph of um, Mike Turner, who, that's his name, um, with General McCasland, who... Um, a lot yeah. of people would suggest has a lot to do with um, getting this whole disclosure effort started. Um, and I would also just point out one more thing as well. I think that, let's say, I think that rumors are circulating amongst um, staff members at wright Patterson Air Force Base that there may be some bodies stored in some freezers somewhere. That wouldn't surprise me. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. 
if you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, My name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Those kind of stories have been around a long time. Should we be nice to get a look at them, or at least some pictures of them? Um, I, I, you have to admit, I, I think you would agree with the assessment that Dave Grush is responsible for moving this ball down the field, that his testimony coming out, you know, it's been delivered behind closed doors, under oath, for a long time. We know that Sean Kirkpatrick, ahead of RO, is aware of it, and yet after Dave Grush's testimony is known, Mr. Kirkpatrick, Dr. Kirkpatrick says, I've seen no credible evidence that any of this stuff is real, that we have, you know, non-human technology somewhere. Um, obviously, Senator Schumer seems thing, sees things differently, and he hinted it in many cases that there are many witnesses who've come forward who've shared similar information. Is that your understanding? Yes, that's correct. Many individuals have come forward. Perhaps people that are, naturally, that are known nationally to the American people as well. I mean, we're talking high-profile people, from my understanding, who have no incentive to lie, let's say. And I would also point out as well, in terms of the DOD's responses on this, the Arrow hasn't verified that anything has been found of of extraterrestrial origin. So I managed to confirm with Susan Goff, the Pentagon spokesperson, that that also covers non-human origin, However, what I don't know yet, I have asked this question, is whether this term also includes and covers unknown origin. And it's very, very funny that the term unknown origin is covered and defined in this new legislation. <laughs> so that technology is of unknown origin. So it's any materials or metamaterials, ejector, crash debris, mechanisms, machinery, equipment, assemblies or sub-assemblies engineering models or processes, damaged or intact aerospace vehicles, and damaged or intact ocean surface and undersea craft associated with UAP 
operating science and technology that lacks prosaic attribution or known means of human manufacture. And I would also point out a key term as well used in the Pentagon's jargon, or well, its response, let's say, is um, verifiable, basically, or verified. So let's just say that you're Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick, that you find a program that's been, you know, um, made aware, you've been made aware of for a whistleblower, and you do find, you know, stuff that may be of non-human origin. Well, Dr. Sean Kirkpatrick can't just say, well, so-and-so tells me it's of non-human origin. They'll have to verify that independently. And and how do you actually prove that it's extraterrestrial, for example, right. as well? Right. It's yeah. So these are these are questions, and these are things that the Pentagon can hide behind as well when providing their public responses. Tell me this: uh, Does this legislation apply to just regular everyday people, individuals? Uh, you know, we've heard stories about folks even recently going out to what they think was the Roswell crash, Roswell crash site and finding little bits and pieces of seemingly anomalous material. Dr. Gary Nolan has talked about having several samples that have been undergoing analysis for a while. Jacques Vallée has said the same. You got to figure there might be military folks or former defense contractors, retirees who've stashed bits and pieces here and there, would individual citizens be required to cough it up? If you've got something that's weird, you got to give it to your government. Yes, yes. Well, let's just say that individual citizens have played a major role in getting us to where we are. You know, you know. big shout out to yourself and Jeremy Corbell, who have been an immense help for me. Um, and yes, in terms of the Intelligence Authorization Act language, which has been drafted by... The Senate Intelligence Committee, it uses the terms persons in terms of the amnesty language relating to UAP materials. So I would say that it may be a good idea to actually, you know, maybe call um, your lawyer (laughs) if you do hold such materials to get advice on this and how to come forward and what the potential repercussions could be if you fail to do so once this this legislation passes. You touched on this briefly, but you think it will pass. In the, in the form that Schumer has proposed? I mean, I, I don't like to say, I, I don't like to approach things in a black and white way by saying yes or no, but I would say I'm probably about 80% certain it will. Whenever you get these amendments and whatnot, it, some, some of the language falls by the wayside um, a lot of times, so we'll get excited during the summer that this language is being included. But come, come December, once the House and the Senate have to basically come together and say, you know, whose version, you know, is going to um, be included within the National Defense Authorization Act or Intelligence Authorization Act, they have to make compromises, negotiations. Sometimes that means that some language does fall by the wayside. But I would state that this language has a very, very good chance in passing in terms of what Schumer has proposed. He is the... He is the Senate majority leader. And also from my understanding as well, like we said, you know, it seems as though there has, or there has, and I've had that confirmed, been coordination with the White House. So, you know, Democrats all have cover now in terms of actually speaking out about this because, you know, the guys at the top said it's okay and they're actually on the case themselves. So I would say there's a very, very good chance. And as you mentioned before, there is bipartisan support as well. This is not just a Democrat issue. This is not just a Republican issue. This is a bipartisan issue. And isn't it amazing, the times that we live in at the moment, with all the divides and whatnot, and all the culture wars, that on this 
very one topic, it seems that both Republicans and Democrats are coming together. It's simply amazing. I've seen comments, uh, people write this on, on Twitter, and it's, it's pretty poignant. They will say, isn't it amazing that we're on the verge of what might be a time when, you know, you could say to your kids, I lived on the planet when we thought humans were the only intelligence here or were the top of the food chain, and now we know that's not true, and which would be a pretty astonishing change to sweep over the planet. You have a quote from Senator Schumer where he says in your article, where he says the American public has a right to learn about technologies of unknown origins, non-human intelligence, and unexplainable phenomena. Astonishing verbiage there. Is there anything that you have heard in any of your reporting that maybe you feel the public should not know? Something that would be so upsetting that would change the world in such a tectonic level that maybe it shouldn't come out? I think that... Look, once, once we can confirm for sure that these programs do exist, the craft exists, then we're going to have to move on to another conversation about the occupants, about the intelligences themselves, you know, and I, and I believe there are multiple intelligences visiting this Earth. Um, and I think that might be a very, very uncomfortable conversation to have, you know, because you have reports that some craft have just been found with the doors open, but no one there, intact, and it seems that the occupants have left. So where did they go? Also, we have reports as well of an incident that happened at Holloman Air Force Base, um, which was actually filmed in terms of a UAP, um, well, craft landing, and um, let's just say non-you know aliens, basically, um, getting out of the craft and engaging with U.S. Air Force officers. So you have to ask yourself, if that is correct, if that does exist, that footage, and it did happen, what's happened with that communication? Was any, were any agreements made? Has contact been kept? If that contact has been kept, who with? Who are they? What do they want? What is their agenda? Yeah. And I think more uncomfortably as well, you know, um, your friend um, um, Rob, Robert Bigelow said that, you know, they may be living amongst us. And I think that might be rather uncomfortable. Yeah. I mean, even if we cross the threshold and learn about non-human technologies and crash saucers, reverse engineering, bodies, we still really don't know. I don't know anyone who does know. And I've been pretty far up the food chain. I don't know anyone who knows who they are, where they're from, why they're here, or for sure what their interest is in us. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halper. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. 
Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Gym Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Kurt Woodsmith. You remember me from such TV comedies as That 70s Show and That 90s Show on Netflix. I'll never forget the words that my grandfather said just before he kicked the bucket. He said, watch how far I can kick this bucket. People ask me where I get my dad jokes from. I tell them to listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast. Listen to Daily Dad Jokes every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.